and gentlemen, to season four, episode eleven of Unsports My Conduct. I'm Mitch Fosman, joined by, of course, you know, Mr. Christian Brewer. Christian, happy Monday, sun is shining. How we feeling? It is beautiful out today. I'm telling you, I wake up every morning at 7.30, and this time of year, I just look out the window. Instead of eating breakfast, I just soak it in. You know what I'm saying? It's like photosynthesis. It fills me up in the morning. So to have it like that today... I don't. I. 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 I'm not. I don't know what's more impressive. Your breakfast is photosynthesis, or the fact you wake up at seven thirty every morning. Yeah, I'm <laughs> wired differently, my brother. I get eight hours tops, eleven to seven. I do too, but I'm not. I'm not always asleep by eleven. But before we get in the big beef of it, Elite Eight is happening as of right now. Last time we talked bracket, I believe it was last last episode, correct? Yes. Yes. Or two episodes ago, at least. Um, yeah, I have five Elite Eight, and all my Final Four is still intact. That's impressive. I'm happy with that. Yeah, you see, when I was going through all that stuff in my crazy, you know, cuckoo mind, like, I know you left probably some of those picks. Well, but water always finds its level. I'm a firm believer of that. So, you know, you, you worked all that out. Um, and I know some of your upsets didn't go the way you thought they were. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're still sticking around. So. And the good thing, a lot of those upsets I had, those teams got bounced around 32. So. This is true. But also, hey, it's shopping on Thursday, right? Yeah. April 1st. No April Fools for this one, folks, but it's opening day. Yes, yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, I know we broke down all six divisions, but the Tigers officially have their uh, 25-man, 26-man roster announced. That changed now. Um, any, of the pay, any of the members of the roster surprise you? Uh, you know, keeping Badu kind of surprised me. Obviously, not after the spring that he had, but I thought maybe he would um, maybe just kind of fall off. I figured that they would kind of view that as a flash in the pan. And I think they get 50000 if they if the Twins decide to take him back. So um, I thought maybe Cash would come into consideration. But, no, I'm glad they kept him. Yeah. Um, as a, I'm going to pull up the, four, the 26 man. Uh, I was shocked, not that Joey Menez didn't make the team, but that A.J. Hinch had the balls to send him to AAA. Just because that's that that was the guy for so long, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We heard Joey Menez, Joey Menez, Joey Menez, while he was coming up with the minors, and so you, I mean, you had to think that Hitch is going to stick with him, right? I mean, he's the guy that people are looking to, and granted, he hasn't been good, but shout out AJ Hinch for for actually having the rocks to send him down. I was thoroughly impressed by that decision. Yeah. So if you have the rocks to pull up, tell our wonderful listeners what it looks like. Because <laughs> honestly, I don't think it's a bad way they did it. But what are we looking at? Yeah. Um. Here we go. The opening day roster. I've got it here. So, uh, I for one was not surprised by Jake Rogers. I was not either. Off. Thank you. Thank you. There were people in my corner who believed that uh, they he would kind of get the benefit of the doubt. But if you haven't read, by the way, good friend of the program. If you haven't read Evan Petzold's profile on Jake Rogers for the Free Press, absolutely incredible story. He does a really good job of talking about not just Jake Rogers, the baseball player, but Jake Rogers, the person, too, and I think that's a really dope story. Um, keeping five outfielders, I think, is a great decision. I thought that maybe they would elect to, to take another bullpen arm and maybe leave a guy like Victor Reyes off, um, but in the end they decided to keep him. Uh, the bullpen, Alexander Cisnero, Farmer, Fulmer, I'm not surprised by that. Move. Not really either. Uh, Brian Garcia, Derek Holland was kind of a pleasant surprise making the roster. He's been a guy that's been everywhere, and I respect the hell out of him for that. Yeah. Uh, then Daniel Norris and Gregory Soto are the eight bullpen guys. And then obviously the rotation is Boyd, Tehran, Scooble, Urena, and Mize. Man, I wouldn't think in 2021 we'd have uh, Wilson Ramos at catcher. No kidding. Or Jonathan Scope maybe playing first base? Yes. I mean, it's a pretty interesting time to be a Tiger fan. So, as we sit here now, we see the final roster, where it's going to be. What do you feel is the over... I almost said the over-under for the wins at 72. Ooh. I'll go under. I don't think the pitching's going to be good enough. I think the, I, the, the best part of this season, and maybe you can throw what, what you're most looking forward to um, about the Tigers this year... Um, I was going to use that as one of my quick thoughts, but screw it. We're on the topic now. Yeah, yeah. My, the one thing I'm anticipating the most is Matt Manning's debut. I think that how early he gets called up will, be, will tell us what the season's going to be like. If they get hot early, 
Um, maybe he's not up till July or August, uh, but if they're bad, it'll be May, I think. Yeah, the thing I'm looking forward to is to seeing how, like, these one-year deal guys and these guys are kind of on the fence, how they handled this season. Like, yes. Like, how productive can Wilson Ramos be? Can Nomar Mazzara turn around? Can Alik Badu be the guy that yeah. we think he can and have the production he can do? Yeah. Pun intended, totally. I cannot wait for all those puns. Yeah, then obviously I'm a big uh, Julio Terran fan, so I'm really, I'm, never last seen him a Tiger uniform. I'm, no. I'm low-key tempted to get his jersey. No. I'm tempted. I remember he was sweet with Atlanta for a while. Yeah. And then they just kind of cut him loose and struggled with Anaheim, but I think he's in a good spot now. Absolutely, but also, kind of like you mentioned, like Joe Jimenez went on with AAA. All right, how's he going to handle it? Is he going to take it with Grace and Toledo, and then once the injury happens and once he feels ready, he's back up and get him paced to where we think he's going to be? Because let's face facts, when it comes to Tigers, a young bullpen arm the past 15 years, we'll talk about that down the road, um, that's not a good track record with Detroit. No. It really isn't. So, no, not at all. And obviously you have a new manager. We have a new, fresh approach to everything. Um, how many of those guys from the previous regimes, from the Dabrowski guys that Vila carried over, how many of them are going to stick now? Yeah, that's a good question. So, And yeah. I, I saw Renato Nunez is electing to stay and go to the minors, which I'm impressed by. Yeah. Because I still think he could come up and help at some point. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting. He's another one that I'm excited to watch. Absolutely. So, I know we took, we know, we know we brought on division mayor picks, but on the spot, what's your World Series prediction? Uh, Dodgers, and I'm torn between the Yankees and the White Sox. I really am. I'm going to go with the Yankees, just because, you know, like I, I, I say this all the time, water finds its level. The Yankees have been out of it for too long, and um, the Yankees will get in there, but at the end of the day, it's the Dodgers on top. For me, um, I'm going to say the Dodgers beat the Padres in NLCS. And then I'm going to say the Yankees beat the Twins. Twins? Here's why. That's Central with the Lloyd Jimenez out for four to five months. Yes. And I'm sorry, the Twins have some pieces that if they bounce back and get going. Um, yeah, that, they could be a problem. They're going to be tough. Their team might could be that feels like 95 wins. And I feel this could be the year they finally get over the postseason hump. Yes. Finally get over the hump because it's been... I don't think even born last time the Twins won a playoff series. No. Nah. That's saying something. <laughs> they always get eliminated by the Yankees, so that would be that would be a blast for Yankees fans. The second the Twins won the ALDS, and the Yankees are just waiting for them. The Yankees fans are buying their World Series shirts. Oh. And then in that case, give me the Dodgers in six. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm with you. So, let's talk, so let's jump over to like the corners. Are you ready for mine? Yes. Oh, yeah. So for Mitch's corner. I'm going to present to you folks <clears throat> the disastrous drafting by Detroit Sports. I can't wait for Are this. you ready? I am, absolutely. So, before I go deep into this, I'm going to preface this. You are not going to get every pick right. Yeah. You're not going to. There's been some years, obviously, you're missing a few, but I feel Detroit in, Detroit in general has missed more than they have hit. Uh, yeah. So I so one Friday night, I went through all four Detroit sports teams drafting since the year two thousand. So, are you ready? I oh yeah. Let's start first with the Detroit Pistons. The year two thousand. Uh, at fourteen they selected Mateen Cleaves, Mateen. from Mich- Michigan State. Passed up on Michael Red. Now I get a Michael Red had some knee issues, I think, but. In his prime of his career, I mean, he finished his career averaging 19 points a game. Yeah. For a stretch there, about four or five years, he was averaging over 20. I think he managed 26 a game in one season. So, mm-hmm. it'll, you know, that's what it is. You can light it up. 2001, picking ninth. They take Rodney White. Ever hear of him? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. They picked him over Joe Johnson, Zach Randolph, Gerald Wallace, Tony Parker, and Agent Zero himself, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert. Oh, yeah, guns of blazing Gilbert on the court. Nine. Yes, sir. <laughs> 2002, the pick pick number 23, Tayshawn Prince. I'm not going to fight that one. No. Now, Carlos Boozer was still on the board. That's the only player I can make a case for. But, you know, Tayshawn, that black on Reggie. Electric. I wish I was cognizant of that moment. Now, this now, this is the point where I want to start violently drinking Jim Beam straight. 2003, the second overall pick. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. It was Darko, right? This is a sick bobblehead, though. 
for the listeners. The fans can't see it. Um, I'll post it on my Twitter on Thursday. Uh, I found one for online on my tax refund. It's from 2004 season. It has both Ben Wallace and Darko Milicic bobbleheads on basketballs. It's awesome. However, should we dive deep into who the Pistons could have taken it to? I mean, yeah. I'm going to anyway. So, it took Darko over Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Chris Kamen would have been a fine pick. Yeah. I'll see you. Kirk Heinrich, David West, Boris Diel, Kyle Korver. Any of those guys would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Even Kyle Korver over Darko Milicic, and that's kind of saying something. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 2004, that first runner ended up going over in the Rasheed Wall trade. Good move. Yeah. I can't put you to home for a championship. For sure. 2005, the 26th overall pick. Jason Maxiel. Oh. That's not that bad. The only player you probably could take on over him was David Lee, and that's sus. Yeah, David Lee. 2006, pick was traded. 2007, they had picks 15 and 26. Ronnie Stuckey and Aaron Aflalo. I'm not going to argue with Aflalo because he was a sharpshooter. Yeah. He was, he was kind of the victim of the whole retool. Yep. Um, however, passed both over, uh, they took both over Mark Gasol. Marcus Hall would have been sweet. He would have had one of his brothers. 2008. 29, they took DJ White, but that got dealt for, like, to drop down four picks to select Walter Sharp. Never heard of him. Exactly. Uh, players taken later in that draft were DeAndre Jordan, Mario Charm- Chalmers, and Goran Dragic. Dragic. Yeah. Sweet. 2009, the 15th overall pick. Austin Day. Now that's a name right there. That is a name. The second coming of Tayshawn Prince, six seven, a buck ninety. Well, yeah, I he was a wiry, scrawny little dude, man. Yeah, I thought for a moment he might be kind of sweet, but uh, taking over him, uh, taking that later were Drew Holiday, Jeff Teague, Pat Beverly, and Danny Green. Not like amazing players, but still like yeah. in the league producing, have helped teams find success. At least Danny Green's won a couple titles. Two thousand ten, the seventh overall pick. Greg Monroe. Yep. Part of a dying breed at the time. Mm-hmm. Pick later, Gordon Hayward, Hassan Whiteside, Lance Stevenson, and, oh yeah, Paul George? Mr. Paul George. If you haven't started, you know, getting getting a little, feeling bad, let's talk 2011, shall we? Eighth overall pick, Brandon Knight. Do you know who went next? Kemba Walker. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Do you know who went next after that, I believe, or 10 or 12? Clay Thompson. A couple picks later, Kawhi Leonard. Late in the first, Nikolai Vucevic. Very late in the first, Jimmy Butler. Jeez. 2012. Ninth overall pick, Andre Drummond. I respect that. Yeah. I mean, the only one you can really make your argue case would be Draymond Green. He's an early second. Um, also, that, that year they, uh, they picked a guy... I wound up going over in the Brandon Jennings deal to Milwaukee. Do you remember who that was? No. Chris Middleton. Middleton, yes, yes, yes. And yes, he's yes, only yes, doing yes. what for Milwaukee now? He's a stud. For Brandon Jennings. Shoot, I forgot about Middleton. 2013. Okay, yeah, not a great draft class. Anthony Benton, number one to Cleveland. Not a great class. Trey Burke, number... Three. I believe it was. No, he went later. He he went, I think, 8 to Minnesota, and they traded him to Utah. I, okay, I'll tell you where for it. Uh, it no, actually, Detroit picked 8th, and it was KCP. Burke was 9. That's why I remember being so mad that Detroit passed on him. Uh, so mad. You're mad about Trey Burke, buddy. <laughs> that 8th that they took, and Davis Caldwell Pope. Rudy Gobert went later, and do you know who Milwaukee took that year? Oh. Giannis and Duke Yeah, Honestly, yeah, yeah, that was the first year I really got into the draft because Burke was in it. 2014, they traded that pick. Ben Gordon, that pick, to get rid of the cap space. But do you remember who came back in 2014 and not 2004 when he was actually decent? Aaron Flaw. Corey McGetty. Corey McGetty. Flipping Corey McGetty. Yes. 2015, the eighth overall pick from Arizona, Stanley Johnson. Pick later by the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, mm-hmm. the Michigan native. He totally thought he was going to go to the Pistons, but nope, he went Stanley Johnson. Yikes. 2016, the 18th overall pick, Henry Ellenson. Yeah, that's... Y'all remember him? 
No, not really for Marquette. I remember him. <laughs> not not good things, but I remember him. Taking over him, Karis LeVert and Pascal Siakam. Siakam would have been sweet just because he's a more athletic, better shooting version of Henry Ellenson. 2017, 12th overall pick, Luke Kennard. Yep. Two picks later, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Also taken that draft by Miami, Bam Adebayo. Yeah, and I'll admit I was on the Luke Kennard hype train. I wanted us to take him. I was too, honestly, but it was what it was. In 2018, that went over in the Blake Griffin deal. And the last two first, you know, I'm not going to go too far into it because like, it's too, still too early to tell with draft classes. So you can notice this for me, like, in 19 and 20 drafts and stuff, or in this year's drafts, it's 2021. It's still hard for me to really sift through and sort things out. Like, yes. It's hard to tell at this point. But after four or five years, you get better grip. So now let's talk about the Detroit Lions, shall we? This might be a while. So in 2000, the 20th overall pick, <clears throat> Stocker McDougal. Offensive lineman. Taking over him, uh, Marvel Smith and Chad Clifton, both Pro Bowl linemen, had good careers. Uh, that's also, also the Tom Brady draft, so mm. take that as you will. You took him before Tom Brady. Everybody did, don't worry. 2001, 18th overall pick. I'm not going to lie, this wasn't a bad draft for them. Jeff Backus, long-time left tackle for yes. them. Played good 10 years. Now, Drew Brees went. Um, Reggie Wayne, Chad Ochocinco, or Chad, or Chad Johnson. However... They both they took Sean Rogers and Donald Grillo that draft. I'm gonna say 2001 was a decent draft for him. Guys that played for a while, especially for Olin Baggins for Staples, the old line for about a decade. I'm with it. 2002, third overall pick, Joey Harrington. <laughs> now, now I will give the benefit of a doubt. They were looking for a quarterback card of that class. And I will say I was a big Joey Harrington guy. Now the only the only quarterback in that class you can make a case to take over would be David Garrard. Even he wasn't. However, just some, just some players that went later, um, Dwight Freeney, Ed Reed, and Clinton Portis, all in the first. Yeah, Mr. Harrington's fat head is on my wall in my, <laughs> in my bedroom. So, 2003, the second overall pick. Remember who this was? 2000. Rest in peace to this man from Michigan State, Charles Rogers. Charles Rogers, yes. Do you remember who went third? No. Andre Johnson. Oh, From no. Miami. Yep. Also went, the, also went that year. Uh, first two rounds. Cause I went like the first two rounds, or maybe like top ninety picks, yeah. as far as I went. Um, Terrell Suggs, Trey Palomalu, um, Willis McGahey, Anquan Bolden, Dallas Clark, Lance Briggs, and Jason Witten. At least we got Bolden at one point. Yeah, about ten years too late. Yeah, but okay. Two thousand four. At pick seven and thirty, seven Roy Williams. I'll give him that one. But he was there. He was productive. Mm-hmm. And they got them. I'm getting pedigree off of the deal. Pick thirty, Kevin Jones. <laughs> Picked over Kevin Jones, Bob Sanders, Darnell Dockett, Matt Schaub, and Jared Allen. Jeez. Oh. Two thousand five. This is where I feel super bad for Lions fans. It's about two other classes, but I feel bad for this one because Matt Millen's son punched him in the stomach after this pick. Mike Williams, wide receiver, USC. After Charles Rogers and Roy Williams back to back. Let's go wide out, right? Do you remember who the Cowboys took at 11 that year? No. DeMarcus Ware. That's why Matt Millen's son punched him in the stomach, because this should have been Ware as that pick. Also taken there, Sean Merriman, Thomas Davis, Derek Johnson, Roddy White, and, oh, Aaron Rodgers. How weird would that be to see Aaron Rodgers in silver, hot, hollow, blue, and silver? Instead of him ripping our hearts out twice a year? I enjoy that. <laughs> this is true. 2006, Ernie Sims. It was injury issues. Yes. Him. It wasn't like a talent. It was injury issues. However, later there was um, Haloi Nada. He became a lion eventually. Uh, Tom Bahali, really good career with the Chiefs. Joseph Adai, uh, D'Angelo Williams, Nick Mangold, D'Amico Ryans, a solid linebacker about eight years with the Texans. Uh, Greg Jennings, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. But hey, you know, just injuries for him. Yep. Now... Couple of these classes coming up soon. I'm going to say Lions did got the best pick. 2007, number two, Calvin Johnson. Yes. I'm not arguing. I'm going to argue that at all. Not at all. I mean, when I was watching the draft, I wanted them to take Joe Thomas, but and both of them are going to be Hall of Famers. So it's like, yep. Hey, you know, but Calvin was Calvin, man. First ball Hall of Famer. 2008, 2008, the 17th overall pick. Gods are chairless. Over him, Akib Talib, Chris Johnson, aka CJ2K. Dwayne Brown, who is the 
still a solid left tackle for Seahawks. At one point, guard the best left tackle in the league. Uh, Jordy Nelson, Calais Campbell. Uh, however, the third round pick was Cliff Averill. Didn't miss on that one. Mm-hmm. Now, the next two picks, I'm not going to argue. 2009, first overall pick, Matthew Stafford. Yep. 2010, Dynamic and Sue. I will argue with that draft class of any player based off longevity and what they've accomplished in their career. Probably the most successful player in that draft class. Yeah, I'm with if, that. If you think about it hard enough. I'm with it. Because, hey, he's got a Super Bowl ring. He's, he's continued to play. He's been a dominant force space there where he's played. He's been some really good teams, defensive lines. Yeah, he's been solid. I mean, him, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, there's a reason they won the NFC that year. Mm-hmm. However, then the things start to fall off the rails a little bit. 2011, the 14th overall pick, Nick Fairley. He can just keep his weight manageable, man. Over Ryan Kerrigan, Robert Quinn, uh, Cameron Jordan, and Cameron Hayward, both still in the league dominant. Justin Houston and uh, yeah, Kyle Rudolph. Hmm. 2012, 25th overall pick, <laughs> Riley Reef. I can't stand him personally. Terrible. Uh, next pick was David DeCastro. I'll uh, be a linebacker. Bobby Wagner and Devontae David were second round picks. Um, Brandon Brooks was offensive lineman for Philly. Went third round and. Oh, well, yeah, Russell Wilson went that year, too. Yep. But I'm not going to argue that because uh, already had Stafford. Like, hey, so be it. Uh, 2013, fifth overall pick, Ziggy Ansa. Yeah, I didn't love that pick. I mean, at the time, if you're looking at defense, like, I don't think that class was great at that point. However, other players that year, um, there'll be some offensive weapons to add. You could add with, uh, with, with uh, Stafford and Megatron. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, and Keenan Allen. Jeez. Also on defense, uh, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Although he was on a lot of draft boards because of some stuff at LSU. But so be it. 2014. 10th overall pick. You remember Eric Ebron? Oh, gosh. This was the year. I couldn't remember what year <laughs> Ebron was. So I'm going to list the next. Yeah, next seven picks, they were all pro bowlers. Okay, ready? <clears throat> Left tackle, Taylor Luan. Wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. Defensive tackle, Aaron Donald. Cornerback, Kyle Fuller. Linebacker, Ryan Shazier. Guard, Zach Martin. Linebacker, CJ Mosley. Also there in the draft were uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who's currently with the uh, Cowboys as their lone defensive stud. Uh, Joe, Joe Batonio, who yeah, I think he's with Cleveland currently. Or, yeah, it was. Yep. And then uh, Stephon Tewitt also in that draft. Jeez. So... Yeah, Martin Mayhew and Meta, he messed up not taking Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah. 2015. Had pick 23, but traded Denver for pick 28. Something like Lakin Tomlinson. Lakin Tomlinson. He was with the Niners last I knew. Yes, yes. He played in the Super Bowl, I think. I think he did, too. However, over him, uh, Eric Kendricks, Donovan Smith, and Daniil Hunter. Donovan Smith, starting left tackle for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Daniil Hunter, plagues him twice a year. Eric Kendricks, plagues him twice a year. 2016, the 16th overall pick, Taylor Decker. Not bad. Yeah, I like Taylor Decker. The only players you could argue maybe were Ryan Kelly, Chris Jones, Xavier Howard, Derrick Henry, and uh, Asia Robinson was taking over Michael Thomas. So, I mean, again, you're not going to everything. Uh, 2017, 21st overall pick, Gerard Davis. Selected over Tredavious White, Jabril Peppers, TJ Watt, Buddha Baker, Ryan Ramchick, um, Dalvin Cook, Juju Smith-Schuster, Alvin Kamara, and Cooper Cup. Jeez. 2018, Frank Ragnow. It's a good I like, pick. I yeah. like Ragnow. Just some picks went later with Nick Chubb, Darius Slender, Cameron Sutton, Fred Warner, and DJ Shark. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, DJ Shark. <laughs> um, 2018-8th overall pick, TJ Hawkinson. I like it. Only player I will argue over potentially be DK Metcalf, but Hawk's a good pick. Yes. And then this year, Jeff Okuda, the jury's still out. Yes. However, of this rookie class, only two Pro Bowlers, Chase Young and Justin Jefferson. Let's go to the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. 2000, eighth overall pick, Mark Wheatland. Remember him? Nope. I don't either. Stuck over Chase Utley, Adam Wainwright, and... Um, the Rockies took a, uh, took it in the 30th round that year. He didn't sign because he had a feature in the NFL. Michael Vick. Really? Yeah. Wow. 30th round pick by Colorado. Wow. I can't mention a couple NFL players may get drafted here. So, 2001, 11th overall pick. Kenny Bow. Remember him? Nope. Sucked it over David Wright, J.J. Hardy, and Dan Hare. Just a couple names still in there. 
2002, the eighth overall pick. Scott Moore. Remember him? Second over, Scott Casimir, Nick Swisher, Cole Hamels, Matt Kane, and also a second round pick by the Yankees that year. By the movie went military. Brandon Whedon. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think about him for good. He was a pitcher. Or Why? Wow. I know. It's kind of cool, huh? Yeah, this is cool. It's kind of cute. That's why I always made the point that the best quarterbacks are baseball players. Yep. I'll get, to, I'll get rant about that one day. Don't you worry, folks. Uh, 2003, the third overall pick. Kyle Sleeth. Yeah, that's what I thought. Over Nick Markakis, Adam Jones, Andre Ethier, Matt Kemp, and Ian Kinsler. These Kinsler was a Tiger at one point. Mm-hmm. 2004, second overall pick. Justin Verlander. Love it. Yep, I can't argue that pick. Uh, fourth round that year by the uh, by the Angels, Pat White, quarterback from West Virginia. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005, 10th overall pick, Cameron Maven. This one stings a little bit because, like, two picks there was Andrew McCutcheon. Oh. But, however, don't forget, maybe went over in the uh, Cabrera deal. Yeah, they, so McCutcheon so, yeah, probably So, both their first-round picks, next, the 05 and 06, went over. So, I don't, I don't cringe that bad over it. Right. Over McCutcheon, Jay Bruce, Jacoby Ellsbury, Brett Gardner, and Lance Lynn. 2006, sixth overall pick, Andrew Miller. Yep, another one that went bye-bye. Um, Clayton Kershaw, Tim Lincecum, and Max Scherzer were also pitchers that went... Scherzer was a Tiger for a while. Yes, he was. Although, can you imagine Kershaw and Stafford at the same time? Which, oh by God. the way, did you know Did you know that Clayton Kershaw and Matt Stafford were childhood best friends? As a matter of fact, I did. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I didn't know that until I did this research. <laughs> Come on, fast. 2007, 27th overall pick, Rick Porcello. I'm not going to argue that. He won Cy Young. He was good. Uh, over him, um, Ty Frazier, the Ty father, Josh Donaldson, Corey Kluber, Matt Harvey, Anthony Rizzo, and uh, the first year he was drafted, Russell Wilson. Also also going to the 42nd round, Golden Tate. Golden Tate. 42nd round pick that year. Wow. 2008, 21st overall pick. You may remember this name. Ryan Perry. Ryan Perry, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Drafted over him. Garrett Cole's first year he was able to get drafted. Uh, he didn't sign up because he went to UCLA. Right. Uh, also went Charlie Blackman, Craig Campbell, Jason Kipnis, and also uh, selected the 39th round, but then signed Eric Decker. Well, he's another wide receiver. Yeah, good talent, huh? Crazy. 2009. I'm not going to be mad because we got a couple good players off him. Uh, Jacob Turner. Over A.J. Pollock, James Paxton, Nolan Arenado, DJ the Mayhew, Patrick Corbin, Paul Goldschmidt, J.D. Martinez. He wound up being the little tiger. Yep. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was a 43rd-round pick, and also a first-round pick that year was Mike Trout. Mike Trout. The 20s. Imagine we have Mike Trout over Jacob Turner. That'd be sick. Probably would have got traded at some point, though. What if he done it? Could you imagine that line with Victor Martinez, Prince, Keeler Miguel Cabrera, and Mike Trout? But, you know, it's all about, and I almost said this with the Lions, it's all about who you have in charge, man. So, also, one side question for this. That 2009 draft, if I remember correctly, that was Strasburg's class. If you're watching it one and you get a chance to redo, do you take Strasburg or do you take Trout? Trout. I don't blame you. He made 162-game impact. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, 2010, they didn't have a first-rounder because it was a class, because it was type A signing when they mm-hmm. brought a host big, the... Big old Papa Grande. I love this guy. Jose Valverde. Yeah. I loved him and his sinkers, man. Oh, man. So appreciate he made a save. That guy gave everybody in Detroit and grandma's a heart attack. Yeah. It's like, all right, we got you in lead. Like, 10, and then that was on 10 pitches later. Oh, second and third, two outs. Oh, crap, we might blow this. Strikes the next guy out. <sighs> I always give you a heart attack. Good time. However, their first pick with the draft was Nick Castellanos. Um, Real Muto, J, J, JT Real Muto, and Whit Merrifield went later. <clears throat> uh, 2011, they lost it again because it was a type A signing for Victor Martinez. Okay. So the first pick they had of the year was James McCann. Howard Marcus okay. Simeon and Mookie Betts went later. Oh, uh, Mookie Betts. Trout, Betts. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> one of them? 20, 2012, uh, again, that was lost compensation for a free agent signing. This one was Prince Fielder. Ugh. So the first pick was Jake Thompson over Edwin Diaz, Max Muncie, and Josh Hader. Hader. 2013 20th overall pick, uh, Jonathan Crawford. Remember him? No, I remember the name. Uh, drafted over him, uh, Aaron Judge and, uh, Co- and Cody Bellinger. Jeez. 
Uh, they also also drafted Corey Corey Knable that draft, but they traded him the uh, Joaquin Soria deal. Twenty fourteen at twenty three, Derek Hill. Book's still out. <laughs> it's closing though. I'm calling it a, in my opinion. I'm with it. Uh, taken later, Matt Chapman, Michael Kopech, Jack Flaherty, Alex Verdugo, and Ramon Laureano. Twenty fifteen, twenty second overall pick, Bo Burrows. Oh, I don't like it. Two picks later, guess who that was. I'm, you're gonna scream! I tell you this. Oh. From he's not pitching for the Dodgers. Walker Bueller. That's right. That's basically if you if you look at his mechanics, he's basically a second coming to Justin Verlander. Yeah. If you look at his mechanics, way he pitches. So good. He is so good. Also later, Mike Soroka and Paul DeYoung. Jeez. Twenty sixteen, ninth overall pick, Matt Manning. I love it. Uh, Pete Alonso and Shane Bieber. I don't love it as much. <laughs> Number 18, uh, 2017, 18th overall pick, Alex Fajardo. Okay, so so 17th and now is basically the book is still out. Because, yes. like, it might is in 18, only degree in 19, Torkelson at 20, and then 2021 at 3, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But this, the last team, the Red Wings. This is what I love. I literally wrote, I literally wrote a paper for my Jones 203 account on how crap they drafted at this point. For what class? For Jones 203. Jones 203, that's what I'm taking right now. Yeah, so. Let's talk about the Wings drafting, shall we? Yes. So, 2000. Late pick, Nicholas Cromwell. Good pick. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Favorite of the career? You got Cromwell. I love saying that as a kid. Cromwell, sweet. 2001, Delphi Chelios. 2002, Delphi Hashik. They can help win a cup in 02, right? Mm-hmm. 2003, they dealt that pick for Matthew Schneider. Saw the defenseman for him for a couple years. 2004, Delphi Robert Lang. That's a name I... Before my time. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, and the Cavs used that pick to suck Mike to suck Mike Green, who would have been a wing at the yes, end. Yes, but... yes. Now, in two thousand five, the lockout hit, and the change to that is salary cap, which meant drafting is crucial. You have to draft right. This is why I can't stand Kenny Holland. I'm scared for the Oilers organization. When we get going here, are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> now, I'll also preface not hit everything right. I get late picks, but. Let's go through this list. In 2005, 19th overall pick, Jakob Kendall. Not awful. No. However, taking over him, uh, Tuka Rask, TJ Oshie, James Neal, Paul Stastny, Chris Letang, Jonathan Quick, Ben Bishop, and Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel just plays 900 straight game. Wild. No, for Florida, but. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? That's funny. 2006, uh, they traded down. To get to take picks forty one and forty seven. Uh, forty one was Corey Emerton, forty seven was Sean Mathias. Either played a whole lot. Um, only one player that really stood out in that class was taken later. Um, Brad Marshan. Brad Marshan. Stud. Yeah, kind of. He's kind of a pest, but he's kind of guy you want in your team and not yes. playing against. Also puts up about a point a game. Yeah, not a big deal. It'd be fun to have in Detroit. No kidding. And two thousand seven, the twenty seventh overall pick, Brendan Smith, defenseman. Taken later. Um, if you wanted a defenseman in that class, you could have gone Jake Muzzin. Or you could have gone flipping P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban. Also, for Wayne Simmons and Jamie Benn were on the board. Simmons is a tough son of a gun. Benn's just yep. a stud. 2008, 30th overall pick. Just won the cup. Uh, Thomas McComb. <laughs> the, the pick immediately after him was Jakob Markstrom. Or Jacob Markstrom. Who just had a big deal with Calgary. Legend. Also taken, Roman Yossi and Travis Hamannick for defensemen. Adam Henrique and Cam Atkinson for forwards. Oh, and if you wanted a goalie other than McCollum, you could have gone Brayden Holpe. Yes. Holpe. <laughs> Yikes. 2009, pick 29 was dealt for picks 32 and 75. Pick 32, Landon Ferraro. Do you know who was taken immediately after him? No. Ryan O'Reilly. He only won a Consumite Trophy for the Blues in 19. Yep. But he won his first Selkie Trophy in 82 games. Guess how many penalty minutes he had that year? How many? Four. Four penalty minutes. That's impressive. <sighs> I also could have Jakob Silverberg and David Savard, but Randall Riley is the one that gets at me because he's a perfect two-way forward guy. Like, if you put him and Zetterberg on line together at that point, like, holy smokes, yeah. you're locked down. 2010. Point of overall pick. Riley Shahan. Funny story about Riley Shahan. And here's in GR. He got pulled over. He was intoxicated. He was wearing, he was wearing a Teletubbies costume. And he had oh, Brendan Smith ID on him. No. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Taken later, um, Evgeny Kuznetsov. He's, he's a big part of Washington's Cup run in 18, mm-hmm. who got the game winner against Pittsburgh. Uh, Charlie Coyle, Brock Nelson, Justin Falk, Jason Zucker, and Zach Hyman. Also taken. Hyman's only a big part of Toronto. Uh, Justin Falk signed a mega deal with the Blues. 2011. 24th overall pick. They traded down for picks 35 and 48. 35 was Thomas Yurko. And 48 was Xavier Ouellette. But that's at least still with the uh, Canadians last last time. Yurko, not so much. Um, After him, I want to cry. Goalies John Gibson and Jordan Bennington. If you want uh, forwards, not not a big defense class, but you want forwards, it could have gone Braden Saad, Vincent Trocek, Adam Lowry. You could have gone Johnny Goudreau, who's Johnny Hockey. Or, <clears throat> and, and this one this one really makes me want to scream, Nikita Kucherov. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Freaking coach. 2012, this is where I really want to scream. At that point, Detroit was trying to make one push for the Cup in 2012. 2011-2012 season. So, there's a three-team trade between Detroit... Colorado and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay sent Steve Downey to Colorado. Colorado kicked Cal Quincy back to Detroit. When Detroit sent their first round pick that year to get Cal Quincy. Do you know who the Red Wing, who the Lightning took that year? Mm-mm. Andre Vasilevsky. Oh. Andre Vasilevsky. All because he wanted Kyle Quincy back. We missed Andre flipping Vasilevsky. However, the 49th pick, the first pick that year, wound up being uh, Martin Furk. Marty Furk. Furk, yeah. Hardest slap shot I've ever seen. He's not with them, but maybe taking over him. Um, Jacob Slavin. Slav. Uh, and if you wanted a goal, you could have gone uh, Eunice Corpusella, who's with the Jackets. You could have gone Freddie Anderson, who's with the uh, with the Leafs. Or you could have taken my boy from Winnipeg, Connor Hellbuck, who just won the Vesna last season. Yeah, he's good. But nope. You had to go and fuck up another draft class, Kenny. Yeah, I So, literally, since, like, 05 to, like, at this point, 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, 10, 11, 12. Eight years in a row. They were missing these picks. We know why these rebuilds are hurting so bad, people. No kidding. That's why I'm scared for Edmonton. 2013. They from 18 down to 20. Anthony Mantha. Only players that can make a case for him would be Shea Theodore, who's a stud now for Vegas defenseman, Jake Gensler, or Anthony Duclair. 2014, we got our captain, Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin. Over David Pasternak. Hey, the second rounder, though, um, Dominic Turgeon, or Turgeon. Do you know who's taking over him or who got picked later? Braden Point. Oh, no. What a shame. 2015, 19 overall pick. Evgeny Sveshnikov. Svech. Sveshnikov, just not the right one. Right. Knee injuries. I'll, I'll give him a minute for now because he's been hurt so bad. Mm. However, Brock Bester and Sebastian Aho still on the board. Especially Aho. Oh. Yeah, he's oh. good. 2016, they traded him 16 and 20. They took in. They took Dennis Chalowski. Ben Vidal. Serviceable. Over Jordan Cairo, Alex Frickett the Brinket, Adam Fox, who's just, Adam Fox, who's just killing it for the Rangers right now. And Carter Hart. Yeah. In 17, Michael Rasmussen. 2018, Sedina. Uh, they were able to snag up Joel Bellino at 30. The only player you could argue right now over Sedina would be Quinn Hughes. Yeah. But that's it. Because I, I, I still think Sedina is going to be a stud. Yeah, I do too. Uh, 2019, Moritz Sider. And this past year was Lucas Raymond. Jury's still out since 2017. But Detroit Sports. Tough. This rebuild for all four... We better see some changes in drafting because it's yeah. just, uh, it's brutal. It's so bad. Just so many Pro Bowl, All Star, Olympic hero, quality players, World Series champions, Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, no, yeah. <sighs> no kidding, man. Christian, you talk for a minute. I need an hour, so I'm going to start crying. Yeah, um, so for my corner, I'd like to spotlight. I think I may turn this into like an athlete of the week or maybe just something I pick up while I'm watching sports. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit. I'm not going to go on as long. But uh, Brandon Johns for Michigan has been incredibly impressive to me. Um, And that's a guy who, East Lansing native, by the way, um, came to Michigan, Izzo lost him out of his backyard, which I still find hilarious. Um, He took 
10 DNPs as a freshman at Michigan. And I'm pretty sure there were like four or five in a row. And in today's day and age, there were 20 transfer people entering the transfer portal today. Brandon John, there are a lot of Brandon Johnses in this world who leave schools when they could stay and develop like he did. Not only did he stick out sitting on the pine, he stuck out a coaching change. Nobody sticks out a coaching change in his position. So to see him have the success that he's having now is a testament to staying the course and to you know finding a role and really embracing it. Brandon Johns this year, his role was to come and play defense and give Hunter Dickinson a breather, give Austin Davis a breather um, and then when he would go and play the four livers. But now he's the starting four man and he's taking guys off the dribble. He's you know looking for steals. He's jumping in the passing lane. He's a part of the offense. It's so impressive to see. And I don't know if that's just him, if part of that's Juwan Howard, or if it's just the group of guys he's around. Because when you watch a Michigan game, there are 15 guys engaged in the game for 40 minutes. And it's super impressive uh, to see what they're doing. And there's a reason they're still standing now, even though they're only seven players deep. So... Um, shout out Brandon Johns for staying the course, and uh, it's paying off for the big guy now. Of course. Of course you brought out Brandon Johns. I love that. Brandon Johns. I love it. The GOAT. All right. So, I think it's time for Quirk Thoughts, isn't it? Yes, sir. What you got for us this All right. week? So, um, staying with the theme of the MLB, I'm anxious to get your three award predictions. I want your MVP, your Cy Young, and your Rookie of the Year. For each league? Yep. Let's see. MVP of... Ooh, gee. Let's bet. Um, I let's see. MLB M- MVP of the NL. I'm trying to run all the teams real quick. It's gonna sound biased, but give me Frankie Lindor. I okay. think he can produce. And in the American League, um, this may sound basic, but give me Mike Trout. Cy Young in the AL. Give me Garrett Cole. And in the NL, give me Walker Bueller. Yes. Rookie of the year. Gosh, that's a tough one because I haven't been much interested in many rookies a whole lot. Um, yeah, I would say a TBD for rookie of the year right now because I don't know exactly who's up. Yes. Stan, that's kind of iffy, but um, I'm just trying to think about my head right now. I'm drawing blanks. Rookies. Uh... I'm feeling like, you know, like Tina Belcher. And I'm like, uh... Yeah, I really can't give you Rookie of the Year right now. That's fine. I can't think of any big prospects. I want to say Royce Lewis with Twins, but he blew his ACL, so he's done. Yeah. Uh, actually, the AL... Oh, no, wait, no. Because I, I don't care who's even eligible who came up for the right, last the year. rookie eligibility and stuff of last year's season. So ask me again in about a month. We'll do. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do. Uh, staying on your prediction side of things, um... Who's your national champion? We're down to eight. Who's your pick? The winner of the Gonzaga and Michigan Final Four game. I'm with it. There's a chance. Yeah, um, I think right. I think that game is going to be a, a slugfest. They're just going to beat the crap off each other because they're good inside, outside, mm-hmm. all around. It's a matchup I've actually wanted to see for a little while because we saw what the Gonzaga did to Iowa earlier in the year. Yes. Um, I think Gonzaga's going to win that matchup, but it wouldn't shock me if someone Michigan squeaks something out. Um, but I'm still gonna say Gonzaga beats Houston. Still gonna say it. Okay. I'm gonna stick to my guns because a I have a small amount of money on it, but b like I did four and a half hours worth worth of research. I gotta stick to what I'm doing, man. I got it. I'm with no it. I'm with it. Now, speaking of small amounts of money, you can compliment my segues later. But small amounts of money. How's the Vosper gambling cave? What's the state? How are we doing? You know, what are the levels of confidence right now? Haven't done a whole lot. Um, once, once on my March, on my March Madness uh, bets kind of went under. I did, went, I did NHL parlay and bounced back and went perfect four for four. Haven't done that since. Uh, it's not found a lot of good matchups in there, but no, nah, I haven't done all. Haven't, haven't done a whole lot of small betting in, so far the past week. So I came close in the parlay. I did like two hockey games and then. For some reason, me being a stupid idiot, I took Warriors' money line against Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta just thrashed them. So, oh. yeah. I am, like, so hit and miss with NBA. I'm way more miss than hit. But with NHL, I'm more hit than miss. And I just want, like, the NFL to be back because, again, I'm a pretty percent against the spread this year in NFL. So That's crazy. Yeah. Shout out to you. 
Thank you, sir. There you go. Those are the quick thoughts. All right. So, a couple days after we recorded episode 10, uh, a couple trades went down. Yes, they did. That just absolutely, like, derailed our mock drafts. Yep. So, now it sits as follows. Dolphins trade the third pick to San Francisco and fall back to 12 and gain some more picks. That means now Larry Tunzel got the Dolphins four first-round picks, two seconds and a third in total. And Laramie, Laramie Tunzel only went to the Dolphins because somebody leaked a video of him ripping a bong through a gas mask. Which I still find hilarious. It's crazy that Laramie Tunzel hitting a bong got the Dolphins four first-round picks. Insane, isn't it? It is nuts. And then on top of that, then, so San Francisco's now at three. Then immediately after that, Miami traded up to go from 12 to 6 with the Eagles. Eagles add some more, more, you know, some more picks, some more depth in there. Because let's face it, for Philly fans, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I want to ask you, first of all, does this mean San Fran's allowed to take a quarterback at three, or is there somebody in the rear that could take else? Um. Yeah, I'd lock him in at quarterback. Um. Unless they're huge Kyle Pitts fans, maybe. Um. I doubt it. I don't think they need Kyle Pitts. Um. I think Dolphins at six. Screams Kyle Pitts, uh, which I I can get to in a little bit, but uh, I and you know the chatter around is that they're going to take Mac Jones, which is kind of crazy because I think they could have got him at twelve, um, but uh, I I do I think they're locking to a quarterback. I think it's going to be one of the three of Fields, Lance, Jones. Although if you ask me, gun to my head right now, I would say Fields. I would say Trey Lance personally. Because I think, I think for me, if it's down to him and Fields, I think, I think Lance has a stronger arm. And when I watch film, like it just seems more natural to me. Like when 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 I want to watch when Justin goes close deep, you can tell he's really put everything he's got into it. With Lance, it just seems a lot more natural and smooth. Like he's not putting, like he makes it look a little yeah. more effortless and going deep, and he's accurate with it. But Fields, he totally has to wind up and heave it. No, Lance is an incredibly natural athlete. And, then, and, the, and look, I'll be, like I said before, I'll say it again. Outside, look, Lawrence probably started day one. Yes. The other four, you can maybe argue Mac Jones for this, but I feel with Lance, Fields, and Wilson, they need they need a little time. They need a little, yes. at least a little more work. You know, I think all three could benefit from like another year in college, but it is what it is. So, same for him for me, quarterback, yes. Although, honestly, an offense with George Kittle and Kyle Pitts, that's a little terrifying in that division. Oh, it would be sweet. With guys like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, like, oh, man. Gotta have a guy who can get him the ball, though. I know, and I feel like Jimmy G. Jimmy G's a good fit for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I mean, uh, anybody could excel in that offense. Yeah. However, I did hear this, too. Like, guys like Fred Werner, Joy Boza, and Debo Samuel are going to need new deals after the season. Yeah. So, obviously, if you move off Jimmy G and get a rookie quarterback contract in, you're sitting a lot better yes. for a couple of years. So, yeah, I would agree. Definitely three. Um, Dolphins at six. Kyle Pitts. I'm telling you, the way this is going to shake out is a lot of people are excited for the Lions because they think that the odds of getting Panay Sewell are better yeah. with all, all this shakes out. But I still think Alabama is coming away with some stud. Pitts or Jamar Chase, I think, are the two that it makes sense here. Or maybe even Waddle. Um, but, no, shout out to Dolphins. They're going to get a lot better on offense. Did you just say oh, I almost walking out with a stud? I might have. Tua, Tua, the Miami Tua, the, the Miami Doll Tua's. The, the Miami Tagovailoa's. Yes. You, you know, Cal Pitts would be interesting. Him and Mike Kosecki both. I feel Kosecki is totally fine. But if you think about pure athletes on the draft board right now, like, from what they're, like, let's assume it's Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, probably Fields. It's going to be Sewell or Jamar Chase at five. Then you're at six. You're going to be the Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waller, Devontae Smith. Or basically any defensive player you want at that point. Yeah, that's true. So, and when shocked me, they went Sewell either. Because, like, if you, if you get Austin Jackson, the first, one of the first rounds last year, the right tackle, moves to well to left. They could do that. Now, I'm going to throw this out there with the Lions. If Sewell keeps falling, 
would you be upset if the Chargers kind of threw in a lot of picks, go from 13 to 7, so that way they can reunite Sue Elton Herbert, Lions pick 13, and still get a really good player? I'd be okay would with Would you that. be upset? Okay. Because I, I was just thinking this when I was working out this morning, like, that's a possibility now. If, like, okay if Brad Holmes really wants to maximize it, and the Chargers, you know, you know they're onto something. I think we all saw after the Super Bowl, like, Casey's going to be a team that's, you know, that's not there. Yeah. Like, we all, like, everyone thought they were going to rule the conference for five, six, seven years. It's like, <laughs> oh, let's back it up a little bit here. Tackles were aging. Yes, they have the best quarterback in the league, but I think we already saw where Belichick and Brady, I don't think they're going to be repeated. No. Like, look, Kansas City's going to get 10 no matter what. They'll be front runners of the division. But that division is not just a one horse race. Right. Like, if the Chargers get a good draft here and they stay healthy, which they haven't been able to do the past couple of years. If you get Derwin James and Joey Boza healthy, like, and add maybe one or two pieces more to that defense, you have with Melvin Ingram, Kenneth Murray, add another corner or two, that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Especially if Herbert develops like if you think he can, but the weapons he has, that's going to be scary. Yes, sir. And I, look, I keep saying it, I keep prefacing it. I, if they're healthy and they take the proper steps, Denver's a wild card contender, in my opinion. That's just me. And then the Raiders, that's just the biggest question mark on the face of the planet. Because yes. you have no clue what the hell Gruden's going to do. Yeah. So, but yeah. also now for Philly's sake, the rumor was they wanted to take uh, Zach Wilson. To get up to three. But by sounds of it, the Jets are locked in on him. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Philly goes down to 12. Who are some possible targets you can see at 12? And how long is this going to take for Philly to get back where they want to be? Maybe Devontae Smith at 12? Oh, if he's still there. Um, there's no way a quarterback's falling that far, I don't think, anymore. Um, because J- Carolina will scoop up whoever's left at 8, probably. Um, shoot. Defense, they could go, they could go defense. Rousseau, um, I know that's a guy you'd like. Uh, Parsons, if he's there. Um, yeah, there's a multitude of things they could do. I don't think that this trade helps them necessarily get much better, uh, but it is what it is. Yeah, I feel like if if this season goes to think I will this year, I think Philly's looking at a new GM. Yes. Which now, honestly, if I'm a Lions fan, like I'm kind of glad I don't have Darius Slay on that contract at his age. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get a lot of Lions fans are upset that Slay was dealt, right? Yeah. But him being this age 29 season and the money he wanted, you know. You can't do it. It's best years that were behind him, but... Now we got to move on to the best segment of the show. Christian, are you ready? Yes, sir. Positive. Mm-hmm. 100% sure? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Can Christian Carry! So last week in the old 304 Pistons, 2 for 3, got the bonus question. Yeah. That was awesome. Proud of you for that. So now we're going to talk about a draft class I really enjoy. The 2016 draft. Yep. Christian, are you ready? Yes, sir. Question number one. Who was Lions first round pick? Taylor Decker. Correct. Question number two. Who was the third quarterback taken in the draft after Jared Goff and Carson Wentz? Hmm. Shoot. That's a good question. Um, I'm trying to run through the teams in my head, trying to think of who still has young quarterbacks. Um, they were... Um, how many were taken in the first round? Three? There were only three in my knowledge. Okay, and they're not all on the same team anymore. Correct. Um, I'm trying to run through who's all been traded recently. Um, let's see here. Oh, gosh, I can see his face right now. I can see his face right now, too. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, I don't think this cat was a first-rounder. Uh, but I'm going to just go for it. Jacoby Brissett. Jimmy Garoppolo. That's your final answer? Jimmy Garoppolo. Incorrect. Who is it? Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Okay. Quarterback out of Memphis. Didn't Went to, to Denver. Denver. Yes. Now, I think I mentioned this, but that second round pick that year was Ashawn Robinson at 46. Who was taking at 47? And a bonus kicker, who was taking at 45? Can you give me the teams? Uh, I'll give you the position. 47 was a was a wide receiver, and 45 was a running back. 45 was a running back. 2016 would have had to have been 
Todd Gurley? That, 45. That's your final answer? Yes. And correct. Oh. Gurley Gurley was a 10th overall pick in 15. 15. Um, and the whiteout at 47. The whiteout at 47 was... Did we talk? We talked about this. Yeah, I mentioned earlier. Michael Thomas. Correct. Yeah. The running back was Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Wow. So, are you ready for the bonus question? Yes. So, Michael Thomas, an Ohio State guy, right? Mm-hmm. Five Ohio State players went in the first round that year. First. Name all five Ohio State first round picks in 2016. Three you should get. I'd be surprised if you get all five, honestly. Marshawn Lattimore? Incorrect. Oh, no. That's not good out of the gate. Oh, boy. He was 17. Two should be obvious. Actually, three. They should be obvious. You already, you already said one of them for the first question. Taylor Decker. Correct. That's right. He went to Ohio State. Um, shoot. Malik Hooker? Nope. Oh, I got my years mixed up today. You're going to kick yourself in the balls when I tell you two of these names, though. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know what it is today, man. I'm just not, I'm not with it. Um, I'll give you two more shots to get some right questions, great answers here. Did one of them go fourth overall? Yeah. Denzel Ward? Nope. That was seven. That was... Another 17. That was 18, actually. My goodness. Um, the, the, the Bosa. Which one? Joey. Correct. Okay, I got you're, you're close on the DB, by the way. You had the position right, you still have the name. Uh, I don't know if you will get it, honestly. What? And I don't know if you will get it, honestly. Hmm. There's one more out there that's, like, really obvious. Ezekiel Elliott. Correct. So there's two. And if you get them, I'll give you a, a cookie or something. Okay. Uh, defensive back. What defensive backs have locked up Michigan receivers recently? Um, there was one who wore number... Shoot. Number shoot. Is there a first? fuller? Okay, no, I thought there was a fuller. Um, uh, linebacker. No, defensive back. No. It wasn't a quarterback. I already said the running back. It's okay, Tab, if you can't think of yeah. it. I'll give, I'll give you one more shot. I'm shot-out. not going to waste any more time. All right, so Ezekiel Elliott and Joey Boza. To the Giants, Eli Apple. Yeah. You were so close in the DB, too. You yeah. were so close. And linebacker was Darren Lee. Darren Lee, I, I, I might have gotten Apple if I thought about it hard enough, but... It's a it's a very, very tasty name. Yeah, I guess. So, hey, not bad, you know, you went technically one for three, you didn't get the bonus, but... Hey, you know, it was fun. So, let's move on to our question of the week, shall we? Yep. What was a sports moment that you wish you saw in person? Galarraga's imperfect game. <laughs> yes. Just because I think that I would have been united with the fans that were there. It would have just been... Um, spewing just pure Profane. sadness, hatred, uh, disappointment. It's just one of those things where it's an achievement you know you can't do again. Like, it's it's one of those things that you can't replicate it. And to actually do it, complete it, and then have it taken away from you just sucks. So, for me, I was actually at this game a week, but I'll, t- I'll get the story. So, I was a f- so, this was 2009. It was me, my brother, my two older cousins. They took us. To Michigan State versus Central Michigan in 09. We, oh, we, wow. Now, here's the thing. We were 25 rows at like the 10-yard line, right? It's a good game. Nip and tuck back and forth. Back and forth. It's a sweet game. Central scores for about 35 seconds yes. left, right? Oh, yeah. Now, get this. My cousin, my cousin says, hey, there's no way CMU gets this onside kick. Let, let's see now and beat the traffic. So we left the damn stadium. No! We can hear walking away. No! We can hear. We're, we're, we're walking out of the stadium. We can hear. Central Michigan, as we care for the onside kick. We all, we, 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 we all look at my cousin Derek. When we leave, we're like, you give him a look at like, are you effing kidding me right now? No! So we walk over. To, so there's some CMU fan, this diehard guy who's like listening to the radio. He's tailgating. We're standing there next to him. We can hear his stadium. We can hear like, no! And we hear like, the kick, I'm pretty sure he had Don Child's feet on. He's like, he gets up and it's good. Central Michigan wins. He's celebrating. We're, we give my cousin Derek the biggest pissed off look I've ever. Like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. I remember being eight. Now, when we got back close to Battle Creek for dinner, he said, hey, guys, we do not talk about what I decided to do. 
Obviously, I couldn't keep that yeah, promise. No. I cannot. So, hey, Derek, if you're listening, yeah, I'm That's over hilarious. it. But, yeah, as a senior student now, the fact that it would have been cool to be at that game and yeah. see that, see the game winning field goal, but nope, you wanted to beat the traffic. Yeah, I remember wanting to go to that game, but I was I had a Pop Warner football game that day. So so yeah, that's it. that's what I want to see in person. I was there for about most of it. about fifty nine thirty of that game. Yes, sir. So before we uh, wrap things up, anything else you want to get off your chest, there, bud? No, sir. Positive. Yep. All right. So for Christian Boer, I'm Mitch Fosberg. Keep your stick in the ice. <laughs>